0: who I was becoming is more important than who I've been, that the choices that I make going forward were more important.
1: Are you over 40? Do you feel like you're stuck? Maybe you've always had this knowing that you're meant to do more. Well, on the other side of Fear is exhilaration. Your life has purpose. You were born to make an impact. Dear Midlife is about triumphing
2: over life's adversities together and empowering women over 40 to navigate
1: with strength and courage all of the messiness of life. Hi, I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, full-time single mother of two teenage girls, world traveler, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild haired
2: little girl living in a grown woman's body that's still full of spunk, charm and sass with a sprinkle of some black girl magic. We are both a work in progress and together we are here to link arms with you as we make it our mission to be our best selves and share tips, tricks and expert advice through no holds barred conversations for navigating the ups and downs that come with living life in the middle.
1: It's true, our world is getting harder and harder to navigate, but not always because of what's happening on the outside of us, but instead because of what's happening inside our very own minds. Everyone on this planet needs a little help navigating through this space. I've no doubt those of you in our audience have experienced so many numbers of difficulties in your lives. Our guest today, Misha McKittrick, has experienced her fair share of life's challenges as well. She became pregnant at 14, then suffered the loss of her child at a young age, navigated and ultimately left a codependent and abusive relationship, lost her father who played a significant role in her life, struggled through significant financial setbacks, and manages a busy life as a wife mother, and mindset coach. Misha believes that you cannot control the things that happen in life. However, you can control how you react to what happens to you in life. So we'll today explore some of these pivotal challenges in life and how to move through them by curating and surrounding yourself with the right support and leveraging the power of positive mindset to keep moving forward and live your best life. Without further ado, let's welcome our guest, Misha McKittrick. And today we have with us our guest, Misha McKittrick. And Hi Misha. Hi, Hi, you guys. (laughs) Hi. I'll let you tell us a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do right now. And then I'd love to unpack your journey, how you got to this spot.
0: Awesome. Great. I am a mindset coach and I'm mostly just help people to take little mindset checks during their day so that they can live very powerfully. They can recognize the power that they have just by taking a minute to see what's going on upstairs. That's what I like to say. Mm. So I do a podcast. I have a podcast called Mindset Check with my friend Misha. So on Instagram, you'll find me as my friend Misha. And on my Mindset Check podcast, what we do is, well, let me just back up and kind of tell you a little bit about the podcast. Because as a mindset coach, I have all of these really neat things and all these like mindset hacks and all of these great tips and and ways to live more powerfully and i started to get all of that stuff outlined and as i did so my heart just it, it, I, I for whatever reason i couldn't get that first episode completed mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like you know when you hit mm-hmm. the mud Yes. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, there's a reason you're hitting the mud and then you're like, wait, what is the reason? And you kind of have to sit in it for a little bit. And that's what I did. And as I started to sit in it one night, I was in my bed, I was laying in my bed and my heart started just beating so ferociously. Mm. (laughs) And I felt impressed that I needed to share my journals from when I was 15 and pregnant. Mm. and. As I did that, as I, I of course, as I started to think that first, I was starting to get a little bit like, oh my gosh, for real, really, really, we <laughs> really have to go here, <laughs> right? Because you know, I know what happens in that story, and um, I haven't reread my journals, but I I know what happens in the story, and so it was a little bit like okay, but I understood in that moment it was like a flood of information, and I understood that if I if I did that then it would help me come from a very raw and authentic place Mm. going back to this girl who was 15, which it's amazing that I kept a journal. You know, I kind of think sometimes that my, yeah, that my future self told my younger, like would go like Mm -hmm. tell my younger self, write that down, write that down. You know what I mean? That's remarkable. Yeah. And so
1: back to that 15 year old girl.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Where do you, what do you really, want? <laughs> there is so much that I could say in this moment because that 15 year old girl, and by the way, like holding space for her mm-hmm. and breaking down her mindset and the things that I learned in the moment, and then also what I can lend being, you know, 20 plus years later, 25 years later, and kind of looking back and going, this is what I've learned now, and this is what I would tell myself back then, yeah, mm-hmm. I think that that helps break it down and helps us all to like kind of step into that space of like walking through that mindset together yeah, you,
2: it, know? It, you know it sounds to me like that fifteen year old girl was was tapping you on the shoulder, probably for longer than just that night when your heart was pounding and yeah. and doing all of that. What do you think she was saying, what do you think her intention? was in bringing you to this place of being a mindfulness coach and the air that you kind of had to clear with her in Mm -hmm. order to get there.
0: Mm -hmm. I love that question. I think, I think for me, I think that she knows that she has information that's helpful Mm. that the journey that we went on together, right? Because we can go through, and you can break down my story, and you can say, and I was thinking about this this morning that you know here's the facts about me here's here's what happened. I got pregnant when I was young. I had amazing parents that helped me walk through that journey mm. i had I kept this little baby, mm. and she passed away when she was nine and a half months old. Oh no. And then, you know, that's just the early years of my life. <laughs> then you can continue on and you can say all of these other things, this, all, all this list of things. And I think that every, every single person, both, both Shelby and Trinity, you guys and, and all of our listeners right now, they have their list too.
1: Mm.
0: You know, they, have, they all have their list of things that, that are facts about them. And at the end of the day, maybe, that, maybe maybe someone who's listening didn't have a child who passed away, you know? Mm-hmm. Or maybe they didn't go through the same thing. But we all understand going through it. We all understand our list of stuff. And, it, and we have to kind of take a look at who that's helping us become. And is it allowing us to become... And really breaking down, looking at that. There was a day that we sat on the beach with some of our friends and we were playing Smash Ball. Do you guys know that game? It's like one of my favorite games on the beach. (laughs) And we were sitting on on the beach and we had this conversation about people who were old. And we just had a moment where we said, we really don't want to be those kind of people who get old and are so grumpy and sour and like a lemon towards people and towards life you know and so as we started having this conversation about these older people and we broke down the people who we knew who were old and happy and the people who we knew who were old and grumpy and we looked at their list the people that we knew we looked at their life and we had like this moment of realization and we said look at all of these happy people that we know they still had a list they still had their all of their mm-hmm. facts about their life And so ultimately, I think it's really important to understand that guess what? You're not the only one, girlfriend. All right. Going through it, right? Everybody is signed up. Everybody is going through stuff. And sometimes it's different points in our life and there's a time and a season for all things. But most of the time, people are in a struggle of some kind. Most of the time, just to be honest, because. We always have people in our life who, if, if one out of every five people is struggling with a mental um, situation, a mental condition, some sort of something that's going on for them, you know, depression, anxiety, whatever you, you name it. Right. Or people have health challenges that are around you that you're trying to help, or maybe it's you, whatever it is, it doesn't matter if it's as big as, as a death struggle is still struggle. And so there's a point when we have to sign up to say, what is it making us? Hmm. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, that's so powerful. And I love how you have just really so eloquently captured that because you're right. We all go through our own things and we, we have an opportunity to take those pivotal moments in our lives and we can use them to what I think you've, you've done over the course of your life is use that as a lesson learned to transform you and to evolve your soul or your spirit or your person into something that's, that's bigger, that's better, that's stronger. Mm -hmm. And we all have those pivotal choices. And some of us choose not to learn from those experiences, but to harbor those experiences and to thrive on that negativity that some of those experiences bring. Mm -hmm. And so it's so much more powerful to harness those experiences and choose to learn from each of those experiences um, to evolve who we are as persons. So I just think that's so powerful that you've been able to do that. What would have been some of those pivotal moments then in your life that have shaped who you are today? And what have, what lessons have you extracted from those experiences?
0: So many, I love this question and let's dive into it. So one of the things that was really, really incredible for me is to have parents who signed up to be on my team. Oh, I love that you know, no matter what happened. So the moment that I sat across from them and told them that I was pregnant, I remember my dad, he, he did this motion where his hand kind of hit his forehead and he closed his eyes. I call it flat forehead syndrome. And Mm. he just kind of, you know, a smack to his forehead and he just took a deep breath and he had just woken up out of a dead sleep to learn that his 14 year old at the time I had just turned 15. I had just barely had my birthday. And I told him that I was pregnant and he looked at me after he took a big, deep breath and took a moment. And then he looked at me in my eyes and he said, Misha, you need to know that we are not the family that will send you to Texas for nine months so that we can pretend this isn't happening. Wow. We are your family and what you go through, we go through. And then they lived that. They didn't just say it that night, right? So they didn't sign up to worry about what the neighbors thought, what the friends thought, what anybody in our lives thought, even, even family or whatever I didn't, I never had a concern about what anybody thought about me because that very night my dad sat with me and he said, listen, there's going to be people who, who might react mean and judgmental and they might have a hard time with your news. But you need to understand that that means that that maybe they haven't experienced something hard yet. like They don't have it inside of themselves to understand how to respond with compassion and love because Mm -hmm. they haven't been through it yet. And so I want you to remember that you don't have to sign up to be friends with them, but don't pay them any mind. Don't listen to them. You know, and he taught, he really taught me that who I was becoming is more important than who I've been, that the choices that I make going forward were more important. Mm, I love that. Yeah. As long as we can kind of grasp that, it kind of leads us through that. I I think another part uh, or a really pivotal moment for me, um, like you were talking about Shelby (laughs) is when my little girl passed away,
1: Mm.
0: there was a moment. So, so, just to kind of back up just for a minute, there was a lot of, of moments where my dad really walked me through it mm. because I got married to this guy and, you know, wow, <laughs> I was so young. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. And he really, he really, he really kind of went inside and was like, you know, I don't want my daughter to get married, but he had an understanding that he gained and he talked to me about it years later, right? Where yeah. he had a moment where he understood that, I needed to make my choices Hmm. and that I would need to look back on my life knowing I made them, not that they were made for me. And so instead he chose to support me. Instead, he called me an emancipated adult every day and told me that he had faith and trust that I could make the decisions that were in front of me. He would counsel with me. He'd sit with me and be like, let's ask Nisha what she thinks. Let's ask her because she knows she's she's going through it and she, she has a lot of intellect and wisdom. So he, he really already believed that I was that person. Right. Mm -hmm.
2: That's amazing. He saw the things in you that were blossoming and growing and probably hadn't been developed yet, but knew that they were coming and yeah. believed that you could walk in that space. That's incredible.
1: Mm-hmm. That is incredible. I have two teenage daughters and I'm not confident that I have would have the fortitude to allow my daughters to make such significant decisions, life decisions mm-hmm. yes. um, at that age. And, but yet, yeah, how powerful. And I'm confident that you've learned so much from being empowered to make those decisions on your own behalf. Right. That's, that's amazing. So
0: you understand the, the situation. It's very interesting the way that my dad, he allowed it, but he, but he really walked me through it. Yeah. Like he was kind of like, okay, this is, this is what we're choosing. Let me know if you need any advice. Like he sat with me and told me this analogy. He said, Mish, parenting is kind of like basketball. He said, in the beginning, you start out and you roll the ball back and forth with your kids. And as you roll the ball back and forth, that your kid learns that development and they kind of continue to grow. And then you teach them how to dribble and you lift them up so that they can make those baskets. And then you're their coach and you're telling them how to make their plays. And you're telling, you know, you're really like in the game with them. And he said, there's a point when you're no longer their coach and what you become is fan. Mm. You know, and you sit in the stands. And he said, when you reach that point, you can no longer just walk out onto the court and give advice. You can't do that. Like it's against the rules. Yeah. He said, You I have to wait for you to come to me for advice. Mm.
2: That's awesome.
0: And then he said, you know, what happens is sometimes we skipped some of the parts of this program. And so it it might not feel natural.
2: Yeah.
0: You know? And so he really helped me see that. And he helped me understand that sometimes the very best thing that I can do is to ask my dad to meet me in the locker room, Mm. you know, that's awesome. Right. And I think that, I think that this all applies back to ourselves. So I love the words of Ham Gino. He said, treat a child as, as they already are the person that they're capable of becoming. Yes. So. It's great for us if we're all parents and we sit inside of that and we can kind of go, yeah, 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 good parenting advice. Well, what about how that's advice for ourselves? Hmm. What about how if we treat ourselves as the person that we already are, the person that we're capable of becoming, like what if we hold ourselves so gently like that? Hmm. What if we walk through ourselves ourself through life knowing that we have capability and power and that we have so much possibility? Yes.
2: All right. That's what I want to dig into like that right there. That's the meaty stuff I want to go to. Um, It's funny because I've always thought of mindfulness as kind of being present in the moment, Eckhart Tolle, right now. Um, But it's really, from what I'm hearing, it's not. It's thinking about going through, reconciling with your past self and healing that little girl. Um, It's thinking about who you are now, but it's also honoring that future you and beginning to walk in those steps so it feels like mindfulness is this 360 degree journey where you have to think about the whole person and the whole journey and not just right now. How do you define mindfulness?
0: Trinity, that was literally so beautifully said. So beautifully said. So I, I 100% have like this little <laughs> way, right? That I think that we should kind of like look at our lives. So one of the things that happened when my my little girl passed away, we were in the hospital and my dad got there kind of after a lot of stuff had happened. And we were inside of a hospital room already trying to accept what had happened. We were, they had let us hold her little body Mm. and we were doing our best to reconcile and to try to figure out, like trying to process what was happening and doing our very best to to hold her and and to have our last goodbyes mm. be in this moment. And my dad walks in the room and you know, you know the relationship at this point, at least a glimpse of it that I have with my dad and how I turned to him just for advice and answers and just come on, Dad. Right. And he walked into the room. And he just wrapped his arms around me and I buried my head into his chest. <sighs> And the only words that I could really get out was why. Yeah. You know, and I just said it over and over. I said, why? Why?" And he just kept saying, I don't know. Mm. You know, and it was a really tender moment and one that I I love looking back on because that moment encapsulates, you know, who my dad is and how he was there for me. And it and it also it also really encapsulates. How we moved forward because it was a little while later that I learned the power of that question. So, if we can look at the things that we go through in our life and really ask why. So, there's two different types of people I like to say people who ask why and people who are whiners, W H Y. Right? <laughs> yeah. And when you look at your life as a whiner, you become a victim. Yeah. And when you look at your life and you ask why, you gain power.
1: I love that. Yeah. It's so rich. And I'm crying with you. I just want to say (laughs) right now.
2: Um, and full disclosure, Shelby is a crier and will cry I at all times at a drop of a hat. So she cries <laughs> for the <laughs> tough stuff, that. she cries for the easy stuff. Your story is very, very difficult.
1: So I knew uh, Shelby was yes.
2: crying back there and I have to sit here and play the strong one. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah. I just want to say thank you so much for your willingness to share that powerful story because I agree. I think. Yeah. I think that it is so powerful to step back and be able to ask that question, why, and to not be the victim. But at the same time, I feel as though it is very often easy to find ourselves with that victim mentality. So as a mindset or mindfulness coach, what, how do you advise your, um, I guess, coachees, if you will, to mm-hmm. shift their mindset? to shed the victim mentality and to embrace uh, just such hard and tragic experiences with an open mind. And with that question, why at the forefront?
0: Yeah. I think you, I think you have to, yeah, I think you have to sit back and you have to really do your own asking Mm. with the things that you went through in your life, Mm. because When you can really learn and you can see why you can see. And for me, I'm a a firm believer in God, whoever, whatever it is that wherever you're going to get your answers, your intuition, I think that you're led to the things and you're shown why. And when you can really grasp and understand what that trial brought for you in your life, how it brought you into a more rich human experience how it taught you to have compassion, how it allowed you to see that other people go through things too. And then you can become the kind of person, like remember how my dad said, hey, those are people who just haven't experienced something yet. Give them some That's space. Right. And so you become a different person and you can respond to life with more love. You have more capacity. You know, it's funny, Shelby, as you were saying that you're a crier. And to me, I'm like, that means that she feels... That is so good. And so sometimes signing up to be a person who feels is so rich and so good. And sometimes our trials bring us to these points where, it, where we, if we understand what it's really teaching us, then we can grasp. And here's what we can grasp. We grasp enough trust so that the next trial we understand and we know that it's going to bring something to us. That's beyond what we could provide for ourselves just in our normal living. And if we can train our brains, the other side of all of this is I'm a huge fan of the science of everything that goes on inside of our brains. And so if we're training ourselves to look at something and be a person who asks why, we're training our, our pathways in our brain to be that kind of person, to respond that way. If you're responding in a way that's a victimhood, you can just know you can train yourself to come out of that. You can train yourself to be a person who asks why. Sit down with yourself, get out some paper and write down things that you went through that are hard and start to look for the reasons Start to look for the why, look for the ways that it developed you and helped you to be- become bigger, better, stronger, more compassionate, more loving. Look for the people that it allowed you to reach to look for, you know, it's so fun to look back if you've experienced something 20 years ago, right? Sometimes it's hard to see it when we're in it, which is why it's so important to go to our past because you can see proof, constantly see proof every single time that you've gone through things that they brought you to something different. They helped you learn, helped you understand. And then it makes it so that you can have more power inside of your trial. Mm-hmm. So that when you're sitting inside of the struggle and when you're inside of the hard, you go, Oh no, no, no. I know this is going to be for my good. I don't know why I'm being sort of cut back. Like, like the currant bush or the rose bush. Mm-hmm. I know I'll grow bigger. Mm-hmm. I know I'll be more beautiful. I know there's a reason I've seen it time and time again. Does that make sense?
2: It does. I think this would be like a great place for us to, you know, and, and maybe I'm asking for a friend. I'm going to couch this as a great place (laughs) to teach our listeners, honey, I really would like for you to teach me this right now. So (laughs) here's what I'm thinking about. Like, when we're asking those big questions, I'm asking the big questions why I'm taking that time to reflect on something or think through either a present day circumstance or trauma that I've experienced or fill in the blank, right? And I'm wanting to get to that why so I can start to connect those dots. I think so many of us today, Misha, are we struggle with just shutting up and hearing the answer with sitting down and really listening, listening to our 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 heart, listening to our head, listening to the emotions, allowing ourselves to be vulnerable and go there and get into that place. And so we miss the voice. We miss the answer Mm -hmm. over and over again. Maybe you could give us, just walk us through, how do we do that? And how do we stop for a moment to really become mindful, ask ourselves the right questions, whether it's our present day self, our past self, our future self, and then stop for a moment, get off the Ferris wheel and listen for the answer. How do we know Mm -hmm. we're hearing it?
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I think one of the things that, that we need to do is to, first of all, trust that it's there, know that it's there. And when I go back to the 15 year old girl, I was surrounded with my family who already had that belief. They taught me that belief as we went through life. So as we went through it together, we were able to see that we would have more capacity to sit with a friend and cry with them and help them through their things, right? And we had so many conversations as we went through all of this it wasn't something that we just kind of you know took a deep breath and pretended like it didn't happen anymore. We talked about my little girl all the time. We celebrate her birthdays. There's so much around grief and and death and I have other podcasts that kind of go through that and we walk through that. But I think that sitting inside of it and having people to talk to and to really say oh my gosh and then this and then that and mm-hmm. to really see yeah. the ways you know i had we've had so many fun different angelic experiences where my little girl has been able to to touch the lives of people around us and we've yeah. been able to see neat things come forth with that we've been able to Understand, and we already had a lot of conversations, even in the beginning of the compassion of when hard things happen like this, that there will be so many times in the future that we will be placed in the right place to have a conversation with another mom who lost her little girl
2: mm.
0: <sighs> and that there will be a way for me to show up in those spaces, you know and There were ways of just bonding together as a family. And we kind of held each other a little closer and tighter because we knew that tomorrow's not always promised, you know? And so the answer to your question is really surround yourself with people who can't, who you can have conversations with this, like this about who you can say, you know, you can sit with your spouse and say, oh my gosh, wow, now I can see looking back at that situation that, you know, fill in the blank. But I understand that not everybody has the capacity to sit inside of those conversations. Yeah. Right. And so that, that is a huge blessing, but if you don't have that, just know you can sit with yourself. We're having a conversation with ourselves all of the time, but I want you to understand that inside your own mind, Can have your own conversations with yourself about your past, and that's why I talked about writing it out because it really Mm. helps you have a conversation with yourself if you're going to write it down. And start a whole list, you know, start a list of, you know, these are the things that I've experienced since then that I probably wouldn't have had the opportunity to be a part of had I not had that experience. Here's a here's a time when I felt something. And I felt it because I was able, you know, to experience the bad. We're also experiencing the good. So you can write down like all the things that were bad. And then maybe write down the things that, that you've learned from it. My husband struggled through anxiety. Well, look what we've learned now because we signed up, we signed up to go through it and to learn about it and to conquer it, to overcome. We, we did that. You know, oh my gosh, we went through the financial struggle and we understood the heartache and the sadness. And, and then we had the breakthroughs that came because we understood even what happens inside of our brain with our subconscious mind and the way that we believe about our life. So expose yourself to things like what you're listening to right now. Listen to um things that help you have introspection, things that help you go inside, things that help you look. At who you are, even your personality. There are so many tools that you have. And the very best tool that you have that I really really believe is going inside.
1: Hmm.
0: You know, and sitting with yourself inside of that conversation hmm. and really outlining and choosing who you want to be as you yeah. go forward.
2: Yeah. I love that choosing who yeah. you want to be as you go forward. There's so much power in that.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So what I hear you saying is, I mean, there are two ways to go about it. You can really surround yourself with those people who can lift you up, who can give you perspective on your story and share with you their personal experiences and help move you through and process through what you're experiencing. And then there's that going inside. I love the idea of writing things down that can be so powerful and what it was that you learned. And it sounds to me like you have chosen a career where you can equally help people process through some of these experiences. So help us understand what it was that brought you to a place where you decided to become a mindset coach. Mm-hmm. And and what was that pivotal moment that caused you to take that leap so that you can help others gain perspective on
0: their own lives? It's a really, really fantastic question again. And it it helps me to go to a space where I was at five or six years ago. And I am raising a family and that's where I'm putting all of my energy and all of my effort. And then there was a moment of time where I had different exposure and and I was kind of shown in three different circumstances and instances. I didn't even know you could follow at the time. And you're going to laugh at me because this is how much I had to learn to become like where I am today. But I didn't know you could follow someone on Instagram, like an influencer. I didn't even know that. Like I was just it like electronics and the whole social thing just wasn't really my life. It wasn't something that I dove into like with two feet, right? Right. And so I can we're, had...
2: we're with you by the way. Yes, we are <laughs> sitting here trying to look cool and, and we are not looking cool. Cause Shelby and I are like, what was who was that? how do I get to my Instagram? What is TikTok? So <laughs> uh, oh, anyhow,
0: exactly. we are
2: with you. We are with exactly.
0: you. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> And now, however many years later, I've done YouTube, I've done TikTok, I've done Instagram, I've done Facebook, I've done, I mean, you name it. So, and I've taught myself how to make my own web page. And I mean, the whole thing, right? And the thing is, is the reason reason why that I did this, before my dad passed away, my dad passed away from cancer 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And before he passed away, he said, I really want you to write a book for me, mm. for us. And so I was like, okay, dad, I am not a writer. Keep going. What do you want me to <laughs> you know, <what> It's mean? <laughs> like, okay, this is kind of a joke. And he's like, I'm right. serious. I really am serious. We know things. We know some things that we need to, we need to help the world. We need to teach the world. And he said, just promise me when the time comes that you'll do it. And I was like, dad, <laughs> you know, I'm like, what are you getting me into? <laughs> And I, and I just said, okay, dad, I, I'm, I'll make you that promise. So fast forward from when my dad passed away, but back up about five years ago from now. And I had this, these moments where I was starting to feel pulled. I was feeling compelled to do something and I didn't even know what it was. I didn't know, like I was like familiar with blogs and I'm like, am I supposed to start a blog? Like, what is this feeling? And then I was shown all of these different ways that like, oh my gosh, people can follow you on Instagram. And I just felt so pulled to do this, to make a difference in people's day. And so there was a day that I was coming home and I was just, it was like, I was being tortured, literally like my thoughts were not my own anymore. They were flooded with just, you got to show this, you got to teach this, you got to, oh, you could do this. You could do this. You could do this. And it was just firing. And I, and I really did not own any space in my brain in that period of time. And then there was one day I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna reconcile this. I am gonna figure this out. <laughs> and I was just kind of reaching to Heavenly Father and saying, if you really want me to do this, it's gonna take me away from my family. It's gonna take not completely away, but I knew that my energy would not just be able to be focused just yeah. there. And I said, I need to know This is really, really what you want me to do. And I came home and I was just bound and determined to to reconcile this. I'm going to go in my office. I'm going to open my scriptures. And I had a door to my office and I opened up the door to my office and I laid on my belly and I, and I opened my scriptures and I just said a prayer and I was kind of reading my scriptures and I, please just help me to know, like without any doubt, no doubt, because I need to know. And I knew I would need to know because you guys know this is hard work. Yes. What we're doing is hard right. work and it's never ending and it's there's always something and the electronic side of it and all of this stuff. And I just had that feeling in the moment that I had to know. And I had my door open. And if you pause on the story for just a second, you have to understand that there was this thing with my dad in feathers. And mm-hmm. so we often find, and I don't know yes. if you guys have had somebody close yes. to you. Yes. Pennies, your thing, pennies, butterflies for
1: me (laughs) and butterflies for
0: Shelby, a certain color or just butterflies.
1: Um, the monarch butterflies, the orange and black
0: ones. Yeah. You Mm -hmm. see, and you know, and you know, because when it comes, it comes with the feeling, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's like this understanding when something happens. So with my dad, it's feathers. And so I was laying on my belly. And and there've been times in the past where he's asked me to even do things and I'll find a feather and the feeling floods and it's just overwhelming. Hmm. And I know it was from him. Right. So I'm laying on my belly doors open and this whirlwind, I'm not even kidding you. This mini little whirlwind of feathers Hmm. comes right in front of my face. Wow!
2: right,
0: Right. As I'm looking out my, my door and, and I, and I was like, I close my book. I'm like, "Nope, I'm not making that mean anything." I'm like, "No." Oh my gosh. Like, "Oh my gosh." And I'm just like, kind of having this moment. And I sit down at my computer and I'm like, "Okay, okay, okay." How hard is it even to build a website? And I like I start researching that. You know, I'm like, start typing. And I'm like, and I and I have this thing in my mind and I say, "Is this really what you want me to do?" And I'm not joking you for a minute. That a feather started high in the sky and wafted down. No, and then it rested wow. right on my keyboard, right in front of me. What? Uh. Okay, um, crying again. <laughs> and I and it came with a lot of power, and my, that was amazing. An amazing direction. And ever since then, it's been okay. Start with Instagram, and then it was YouTube. And every single time that there was something that came in, it was like. There was a moment where I was told, okay, now I want you to focus on public speaking. Now I want you to, Mm. and I want you to do all of these things. And now I can look at the situation that I'm in with the podcast and I can go, oh my gosh, I learned so much. I learned, you know, to clear my vocal clutter when I did Toastmasters for two years and Mm. did all this public speaking. And I learned when I did TikTok, I learned how to say something a little more succinctly because I could only have one minute. (laughs) to say a message. And when I, there was, so as I go through them all, I learned so many things and I see all of it kind of coming to this culmination of telling the story of this 15 year old girl Mm -hmm. and being able to share all of the little intricate things like the basketball analogy and like the, you know, the, the question of being a wire or being a whiner, figuring out what is life making you? Is it making you bitter or better? What are, What is the way that you're choosing your feelings? Let's talk about the neuroscience inside your brain. Let's talk about why a smile matters, even if it's one that you're having to force.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Let's talk about these things. So I don't know if that is like over answering your question, but that was the direction. Oh. It's amazing. And now I realize I needed those that answer and many subsequent answers because- this has been, it's been a, it's a harder road. I mean, it's a privilege, but it is tough.
2: So early on um, in our conversation, you said something that just stuck out to me and I'm hoping we can take these last few minutes to leave our listeners and ourselves with like a really quick Tutorial, quick practice that we can put into play that will help us as we go through our days. And you said mindset checks. And mm-hmm. I, that's something I've never heard of. Intuitively, I feel like I know where you're going with that. But boy, oh boy, when I tell you that is something that I could use in my life. But, but what is that? And how do we do that? How can we put something that maybe uh, as we're growing and we're learning in this space, how can we put something like that to you? use that might help get us from where we are today into a new state of mindfulness further down the road?
0: Right. So there's, there's a lot of different ways that you can do it. And I think that one of the most important things that, that we can do is to surround ourselves with, with voices of people that we resonate with. So find someone who speaks on a level, on a vibration, in a language that speaks to your heart. And when you find someone or multiple people that speak that, expose yourself to them. Read books, read, you know, listen to podcasts, listen to motivational speakers, anything that uplifts you. Because what's happening inside of our minds, we have these conversations like what we've talked about with ourselves. And so sometimes inside your mind, sometimes you can tell you're a little bit off and you need to reach for something that's more. Than you in your voice. Because for whatever reason, honestly, sometimes it's just to continue to talk in words of power, to be able to hear things that move something inside of your soul. And to feel like you have something that you check in with often or on the daily or whatever it is, and however, whatever dose you need to fill up your battery to continue to go through life, so that when someone says to you, how are you doing today? You can answer and say, I am amazing. I feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. feel zero guilt about saying that. And it feels completely authentic because what we're doing as we go through life, it's not only about the circumstance that we're in. It doesn't, it's not always about our paycheck or about how other people around us are responding to life. It's about us. It's about what's going on inside of our mind. And it's our responsibility to be the very best that we can so that we can show up for ourselves and so that we can show up for other people. There is no reason that you shouldn't go through life for the most part really feeling so good. And yeah, there's going to be hiccups along the way, but you can figure them out. You figured them out before. You can sort of have this um, background music that's going on inside of your own mind and you get to choose what that background music is. You get to choose the conversation that you have with yourself. And when you influence it with positioning yourself in the right places, and it doesn't even matter to me who's in your life, because we have so much access Mm -hmm. to so many things that are good
1: Mm.
0: that nobody has an excuse. You have enough access and it all comes back to this ratio, five to one ratio, five positive things to one negative thing something happens, it's big and it's hard or whatever, negative interactions or fight, what can happen is that you start to loop and you get into this negative downward spiral. And then you kind of want to curl up like a child in a bed, or you want to get in the shower and kind of hang your head down, whatever it is. And you have to take a moment and go, gosh, dang it. I need to wake myself up. And the more that you start to recognize that you're not in a good space upstairs you start faster and faster to understand that you don't have business being there and you have power to move into a space that is good to move into something that will help you, that will help others because just the way that you have the audacity to show up and shine, right? You, you have the audacity to be unabashedly happy.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm. You
0: have all of that capability And it doesn't mean that we don't go through hard and that we don't go through stuff, but we train our brain. There is so much neat science about how our brains are moldable and influenceable, but we Mm. have to influence our subconscious mind with our conscious mind. We have to consciously make those choices Mm. so that we become a person who lives with vigor and excitement and happiness. And gosh, dang it. When we're in the pit that we're going to get down in the pit with whoever is in the pit with us and we're going to cry and we're going to feel, and then we're going to ask why, and we're going to get back up on our feet and we're going to go through life. Hmm.
1: That's what it's about. Yeah. Yes. Thank you so much, Misha. That was so powerful. And I, I agree with you. I think it's not necessarily about not feeling your feelings um, because I think it's important to feel the feelings and to cry it out sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I, I love that concept of just picking yourself back up and getting back out there. I love the idea of asking why, what can I learn from this experience and then putting your head down and moving forward. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: So powerful. Oh, my goodness, You have shared so much valued wisdom with us today. We genuinely appreciate you taking the time to spend this hour with us having a conversation. It's been so rich just hearing your stories and hearing your bits of wisdom. We really appreciate your time today.
0: Thank of you course. So much. And I'm so proud of you guys for meeting people where they're at and where they need to be and to helping be people who've lived.
1: A huge thank you to our guest today, Misha McKittrick, who is a mindset coach and left us with so many valuable nuggets of wisdom and learning today. Let's take a quick moment to just reflect on what are some of the key messages she left us with. Number one, we all have our own lists. In other words, everyone's life is full of difficulties, but we get to choose how we face those challenges with a positive mindset. Number two, who you are becoming is more important than who you've been. Number three, treat a child as if they are already the person they are capable of becoming. Number four, there is power in asking the question, why? Don't be a whiner. Number five, look to your past for proof that the struggles you've endured so far have shaped you who you are as a person. This will help you to overcome future hardships by knowing that there is a purpose behind them. And six, we have to influence our subconscious mind with our conscious mind and make deliberate choices about how we approach life. For those of you who are interested in reaching out to Misha, you can find her on Instagram at myfriendmisha and her podcast Mindset Check with My Friend Misha on Apple Music. Thank you so much, Misha.